Hello and welcome to Largo, Florida Local. I'm Melissa Honeycutt, Realtor, and your guide to living, working, and playing in Mid Pinellas County. Today you're in for a real treat. Our guest is Scott Kravitz, loan consultant and renovation home loan specialist with Caliber Home Loans. So Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Um, this is a topic that is sur- super important for me and my clients. Um, in Pinellas County, there are a lot of homes available, but a lot of them need a lot of work. And most of my clients don't want to redo a kitchen or don't want to redo a bathroom on their own dime. So um, met you at one of my networking meetings and you were talking about this loan product that you have. Um, but before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about the path that you led to, to get you where you are today? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I've been here in Florida, in Pinellas County for 13 years. So when I got out of grad school um, with a management and finance degree, I got into um, manufacturing, of all things. Wow. What were you manufacturing? Uh, metal pro- <laughs> we, I was the general manager of a manufacturing company of metal products. Oh, wow. And the kind of hit my ceiling there where I couldn't make any more money in what I was doing. So I decided to come down to Florida and get myself into mortgages. So um, so I've been doing that for 13 years. In 2011 is when I started really dedicating this part of my career to renovation financing. So in, in that span, I was a renovation sales manager from the last company that I worked for. Done about 200 renovation loans in the last seven years. Oh, wow. So I've got a bit of experience doing these kind of loans. I don't even think I've been in 200 homes and you've already had mortgages on 200 homes. That's awesome. So talk to me about what a home renovation loan is. Okay. So renovation financing is different. The main point of it is that it loans on a future value instead of the as is value of the home. Hmm. So basically when you think about it, anytime you go and look at a house, um, and you're gonna buy it and put financing on it, typically what's gonna happen is is you're gonna be allowed to finance against what the house is worth now. With this type of home loan, basically we can add in the renovation costs into your mortgage, close in the current condition of the property, and all the work happens after closing. So talk to me about what types of things can be included. Like, can I go out and get a brand new kitchen? Can I do a brand new roof? I mean, so what can can be included in in the home as a, as a renovation for the home. So about anything that you can think of that's actually permanent to the house. So not blinds or things like that. Mm, cosmetic but, stuff. Cosme- yeah, pretty, pretty but nice. you can do cosmetic repairs to the home. Okay. So actually you can do anything from appliances all the way to an addition. Really? So if yes. there's a property that's, let's say it was foreclosed on and you walk into it and it doesn't have the stove, it doesn't have dishwasher, it doesn't have any of those things, you could actually finance that in with your purchase. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So if you think of anything that could be wrong with the house, hmm. whether it be the AC, roof, wood rot, termite damage, mold, any. All of those types of things, you can go ahead and wrap into your renovation loan. You can also add in things that you want to do to the house. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to add a pool or do major rehab outside or do landscaping, you can add those things into your loan as well. Even landscaping? Even landscaping. Wow. So I guess it really is, you know, it's it, you want to say sky's the limit, but it, it really is tied to what the value is after the appraisal. So if they're looking at a house and it's got all these things wrong with it and right. it's listed at, you know, 200000 um, 
talk to, you know, give us like a real like number scenario of, of how much they could actually, you know, does that make sense what I'm trying it to does, say? It does, absolutely. <laughs> so let's just say that you're looking at a house that most of the houses on the block are going for 250 mm-hmm. This house in particular is going for 200 because the AC is busted, you've got a roof that needs to re- be replaced, you've got some siding that needs to be fixed, the kitchen needs upgraded, and so do some of the bathrooms. So basically, on a number situation, let's just say that there's $40,000, $45,000 worth of work that needs to happen to this house. And we know because the comparable sales out there in the 250s, that this would be a perfect candidate for a renovation loan. So instead of you know waiting for the next move-in ready house to be available, that buyer could go ahead put a contract on the house for 200000 and actually finance the rest of that uh, renovation cost into their loan. So if that future value is worth two fifty, now your down payment's going to be set up off of the two fifty that that amount. Cool. Okay. So let's kind of get into that, like the brass okay. tax of like the different because pro- there's more than one type of of renovation loan. There are. And um, you know who would be the best candidate for each of those loans if you want to kind of go into that. Absolutely. So we can talk quickly about the different products that are available. Um, you've got a the conventional renovation loan and the FHA 203k renovation loan are the main two. There's a couple of other ones that you might see out there. We'll get into those a little bit later, but let's talk about those two because those are the ones that are really going to be used 98% of the time. Um, On the conventional renovation loan, these can be used for primary owner occupants, second homes and investment properties. So you can put down as little as 5% down, on an owner occupied, you could put down as little as 10% for a second home and as little as 15% down for an investor. Um, later this year, um, Fannie Mae is going to change their guidelines to where we will be able to do 3% down for an owner occupant on a home Smart. renovation loan. You know, it's all about the the person who's who's the end user, the consumer, and what what makes more sense for them. And that's smart that they're going with a three percent down payment because people are going to be in these homes for a while. So. It it basically they wanted to match it up because the regular conventional mm-hmm. loans you have the three percent down, so now you, you will be able to do it for the renovation loan as well. Okay. Um, and then you've then you've got your FHA two hundred three k, which in our business the two hundred three k has been what everybody's known for many years. Yes. It has changed quite a bit over the years. There's a lot of things out there um, that have been said about it, but it is one of the better programs out there for for first-time home buyers especially. You can put as little as 3.5% down. And there's one other little caveat to the 203K loan that you can actually finance up to 110% of the after-improved value, hmm. which basically means even if that previous suggestion if we had a $200,000 house that we thought was worth 250, you could actually finance a little bit more than that and yeah. and still only have your 3.5% down payment. So they allow for our owner occupant, typically first time home buyers, with a little bit more wiggle room. A little over improvement. A little bit of over improvement with that type of loan. Sure. Awesome. So the process, you know, most people or, you know, some people listening will have gone through the loan process. So you find the house, you put a contract, you have an appraisal inspection, the, you know, you get your, your loan approval and then you close on the property. Um, how, how does that look different with one of these loans? The biggest difference with one of these types of loans happens after you get out under contract. And it's really bringing a contractor into the fold. 
Because okay. we've got to have a licensed and insured contractor that's going to be doing the work post-closing. It can't just be my uncle who's hey, going to give me a great deal hey, on... <laughs> hey, if your uncle is a licensed, licensed and insured contractor, we could do a conventional renovation loan for you all day long. But yes, um, but yes we, we have lots of folks that, that want to do it themselves. It's mm-hmm. not really a self-help program. It's really... You've got to have that contractor. So that's the big difference because what happens after we get under contract, the contract is written for the amount that the buyer is willing to pay for the house in the current condition. And so whenever we get the contractor involved, as soon as we get under contract, they're going to go and do an estimate. It's going to be itemized and it's going to be detailed. And it's going to be the roadmap for the appraiser to tell us all of the things that are going to be fixed or upgraded in the home so that they can go out and compare it to homes that are in an upgraded condition. Hmm. So that appraiser, let's just say you've got a 2-1 right now and you're going to make that home into a 3-2 with a pool. Well, now that appraiser is going to have to go look at his comps, his comparable sales out there. They're going to have to look at 3-2 pool homes. And that's where the added value comes in. And there's only the one appraisal or do they have two? There's only one appraisal. Okay, But he's appraising based off of that list that the contractor gives you with what the improvements are going to be after the home is finished. Correct. Okay. And the condition really is important because that appraiser is going to go out and look at homes that are in an upgraded condition. So where the, you know, any other time they're going to look at homes that are in the same exact condition that the house is in currently. Got it. So that's the big difference is the, you know, adding the contractor to the process. So he, the contractor comes in, you close the sale, and then what does it look like immediately after the sale? So immediately after the sale is whenever work can begin. Uh, we want work to begin within 30 days of closing. Okay. Uh, they don't want it to stop for more than 30 days. And depending on the loan product type, you're going to have anywhere typically from four to six months to get the, the work done. If you're doing a much larger project on a conventional renovation loan, you may have longer than six months to do the project, sometimes as much as nine to 12 months. Typically, they want to keep it within. And that's that probably in the cases of, you know, adding on to the home, the actual structure, because you have to get permits from the cities, municipalities. And so there's maybe even have to do architectural plans and that that can that can probably postpone that process. Yeah. The more structural work that you get into, the more you're going to need drawings and the more you're going to need things like that because okay. the cities and the county are going to need them. So typically, you know, what are you seeing? How, how soon are, what's the average days that, you know, you're seeing things getting completed after closing? It really depends on the type of renovations that the house needs. We do some of these where it's, you know, the house just needs an AC and a roof. Hmm. Well, those are done super quick yeah. and they're done right away. You've got other ones where we're doing um, major rehab where we're at, we're adding a bathroom, we're adding a house or adding a, <laughs> right. Adding a room, a- adding a room. <laughs> yeah. We're not adding an additional structure, but we're adding, you a couldn't do that. Come on. You could totally have a mother-in-law suite <laughs> in the back. I mean, <laughs> if it's attached, we can. Right. Okay. There you go. I just put in a separate door. Very nice. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but, um, you know, who is your ideal customer for this type of loan in your opinion? And so surprisingly the, of the 200 or so renovation loans that I've done in the last seven years, a uh, majority of them have been first-time homebuyers. Mm. So I, I think that there's a few different reasons for that. And I think that one of them is just because in the price point that you're usually in whenever you're buying your first home, you're going to find more homes that might need some work or upgrades. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I think you find more and more first-time homebuyers that are looking at homes knowing what they want, know what area they want to be in, but they're not finding that perfect home for them, or they're on a strict budget. And I think that's really the second reason you see folks that are on a budget, 
and they know what their budget is and they don't want to go over it. And that's okay, but they've then got to find a house that they can upgrade to stay within their budget. I could, I totally see that, but I could also see that, you know, so I, I had no idea that you could do it as an investment property. And, you know, from my experience with my investors, a lot of times they're running through contractors and they're running through really good workers who are going to, you know, be there and be reliable and get the job done on time, you know, which affects their bottom line. It would make so much sense for them to consider this as an option because it is so finite. You are working with contractors who are in the know with this particular type of loan program. And so, you know, there's a little skin in the game for them and they're getting that stuff finished quite often. And the fact that you can do a second home, you know, you want to buy something down here. Can you, so you can do condos and everything. I mean, uh, condos are allowed with the conventional, actually conventional. With, both, with both. You can do them with the FHA, although you're not going to find a lot of FHA mm-hmm. approved condos sure, in sure. the County. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can do condos with the program. Um, is there a limit on the amount? Um, like, you know, in some, on the amount that you can borrow, the amount you can borrow. Yes. So the, it's just the FHA loan limit for the County. Two ninety four five fifteen is your loan amount cap for FHA, mm-hmm. and the same with conventional is four fifty three one hundred. So that is your loan limit. So one of the things that you hear out there that a lot of people are confused about, they think that there are actual caps to the amount of renovations that you can do. Um, not exactly true. On the FHA two hundred three k loan, there are no caps to the renovation loan, the renovation portion of the loan. It doesn't matter how. So if it went over that limit of the four ninety five or whatever, I can't remember what exactly what you said. Or can it go over that amount? Or no, you're not going to go over the loan amount limit. Limit, got but, it. Okay. But you could buy a fifty thousand dollar house and, and put two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth sure. of work into it. Less your down payment, you're there. So the only other cap that we have on the conventional renovation loan, as far as the work that's considered, is right now you're allowed to have fifty percent of the future value be renovation cost. That is going to be going up to 75% later this year when they change to 3% uh, down payment. So what are the qualifications for the loan? Like, are they the same as for a normal conventional, like credit scores and and things like that? What are you looking for? Credit risk wise, they're very similar to what you're going to see uh, on a regular FHA or a regular conventional loan. Um, Typically, you're going to see about a 620 minimum credit score for either either program. Um, So as far as qualifications, they're the same. You still have to. We still need you to have a job right. or, or an income source that we can that we can <laughs> actually verify. Know, verify. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and we're gonna do any all the normal things that we're gonna do to qualify someone for a home mortgage. But the great thing about these is that okay, let's just say that we know that you're qualified for up to two hundred thousand. Then you can go out and find that house for one fifty that needs fifty thousand worth of work, or hundred thousand that needs a hundred thousand worth of work and still know that you can fit it within your budget if you know how much you're qualified for. Love it. So if I am selling my house and I receive an offer that, you know, indicates that they're going to try to get one of these types of loans, um, you know, should I be afraid of that? Should I, you know, what what are the, can, can you kind of talk about from the seller's perspective why this would be a good or a bad thing in your opinion? Well, the great thing from the seller's perspective is is that they don't have to put additional funds into the house to get it fixed up to get it into a financeable condition. So if the seller knows, and I know you as a real estate agent walk into homes all the time and you give the seller a list of things that they need to fix before they put the house on the market. In that situation, we can just market the home to say, hey, this home is available for renovation financing, where the seller doesn't have to come out of pocket with anything. They just price it accurately 
for what it's worth in its current condition and can sell the house. I mean, you know, to the seller, the difference is really you're going to have a few more inspections probably. You're going to have a few more people that need to come to the house sure. to check it out and do, do their estimates for the contractor and that sort of thing. But other than that, I think it's a real win for the seller not to have to put more money into something they're about to get rid of. Absolutely. And it opens up the buyer pool, whereas before maybe they were only open to cash deals because it needs a new roof or because it needs an AC and won't pass those insurance inspections. Now, you know, they have a whole different, you know, a whole larger pool of buyers. I think that one thing that you're going to, a lot of people are going to see out there is you do see those listings that say cash only yes. or cash and conventional. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's just because whoever's listing it doesn't realize that this financing is available. There's a lot of situations where I just need to get on the phone with that listing agent and have a discussion with them, tell them what kind of financing we can offer and they can accept your offer. So I don't want people to look at a listing and say, oh, it says cash only. Usually the ones that say cash only, need are the, the help. <laughs> these are the perfect candidates for a renovation financing. Well, as we were talking about that, I, I kind of went into another vein of something. Can you talk about how the insurance works differently? Because most times, if it doesn't pass one of those four-point inspections, the homeowner can't, the home buyer can't get insurance for it. So, how does that work with the two hundred three k or the renovation loan? Right. So, on the renovation loans, they allow alternate types of insurance to be able to get closing. Um, okay. The most popular is called a builder's risk insurance. Okay. And what that insurance is going to do, it's going to cover them through the renovation phase. And then once the renovations are over or the specific renovations that need to happen to make it pass a four point inspection, um, once those are done, then they can go and get the regular homeowner's insurance policy. Got it. So there's always an insurance uh, solution out there for this type of financing. So it may quite, just cost a little bit more for the tough, for it, the short, for a short term. period of time. Yeah. Some of them do cost a little bit more, but it gets them through the renovation phase and gets them into the house. Very cool. So what advice would you give somebody considering this loan? I would say looking at what your needs and wants are of a home. Um, I'm running into a lot of folks right now that they know what school district they might want to be in. They know what specific area they want to be in. They know the bedroom bathroom count. They know what they need, but that house just doesn't exist on the market today. So I think that's one of the things that this type of loan really helps them do is get them to what they need mm -hmm. and get into it now. Um, when you're looking at our market today, you've, you know, rates are going up, mm -hmm. um, supply is short. So I think this is really going to open up additional homes for buyers to be able to look at that they weren't considering before because they thought they weren't financeable or they weren't able to get into them. Nice. And um, just in closing, what do you think is the one thing you would like listeners to take away from this talk today? I would say anytime that you're out there looking at a home, um, that you'd, you'd consider this type of financing just so that you can basically open up what options you have. Mm. I think that there are a lot of, there's a lot of homes out there that are in pristine condition. Um, you're also paying pristine condition. You're going to pay you? for pristine condition. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a lot of homes out there that meet a lot of the things on your needs and wants list, but not as many as you or whoever you're buying the home with wants. Yes. And I think that there's really the ability with this type of loan to be able to get you might not get you every little thing that you want off your list. So it's not the end all be all, but I think that it will get more folks into homes and get them more things that they want and love about a home. Mm. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. It's great to be able to see the end product 
of what some of these homes look like whenever mm. they per- first put a contract on them and then to see once the renovations are done and to see, you know, there aren't a lot of new construction homes in Pinellas County. No. And there's a lot of folks out there that would love to have a new construction home. While this doesn't give you, you know, new construction, new but construction yes. it's going to get you an updated feel and updated parts of your home that are important to you. And, and you get to choose what those things are. And I think that's pretty neat. Oh, I love the choice option. You go from a hot mess to hotness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna coin that. I think, I we think that's totally good. Open. But I also think that it's good if you're in a transaction where you're buying a house that you're not sure about the condition of it. The other thing that I always recommend to folks is to get your inspections done as soon as mm-hmm. possible. Because if you do find something that might be wrong with the house that you weren't, you, you didn't know when you were going in, you could you could turn around and get a loan like this and actually still get a get into that house. That's a great point that, you know, the condition of the property is not always a, a deal killer. You, you know, you get your heart set on that house and then you find out that it's got X, Y, and Z wrong with it. But this is an option to help you still get into the house you wanted and to have it in a condition that's suitable. Yeah, I, I've had folks that run into a structural issue mm. that they weren't aware of. The, the roof looked fine, but it has less than three years life on it. Hey, we can... But you'd still love the house. We can finance that in and and get you into that house. I love it. Well, thank you again, Scott, for being here today. If anybody would like to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? Um, My cell is 727-418-6974. And it's scott.kravitz at caliberhomeloans.com. Well, thank you again. We appreciate your time. And this is a great option for a lot of our buyers out there and our sellers. Thanks so much, Melissa. Appreciate you having me. This has been another episode of Largo, Florida Local with Melissa Honeycutt, your realtor and guide to living, working, and playing in mid Pinellas County. If you have any questions or any comments about today's episode, please text me at 727 314 2120.